All right, welcome to episode three of the Spring Creek Sports Podcast. I'm here with my co-host. I'm Michael, and I'm very excited for what we have on tap today. Absolutely, <laughs> and who we have. Uh, we have Zach Harris uh, here. Zach, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me on. Zach is like essentially the originator of Spring Creek Sports Ultimate. Not technically, but just in terms of carrying the baton and being the flag bearer, he's been that for about the past And as our first ever guest, I'm sure he's very honored to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Doubtless. That's I mean, pretty awesome. I, Doubtless. I appreciate the recognition. I mean, there are very, very many people that came before me that were better, but you know, it's, it's fun to do what I can. So, Zach's humility aside, the topic today here is Ultimate Frisbee at uh, Spring Creek Park, and we want to talk about the past, present, and future of Ultimate at Spring Creek. So, starting out... Uh, Zach, you and I were texting recently, and I realized that it's been a full 10 years that you and I have been playing Ultimate, and it's interesting because you and I both went out and played at Spring Creek Ultimate together that first day, um, the exact same day, and Michael, you as well. Yeah. So all three of us started the same day in the yeah. fall of 2010. It's kind of insane. It's a pretty <laughs> insane coincidence, um, even though we were already friends at that point. Yeah. I, I remember one of the ways that it changed was that back then you just did in a big circle and everyone was just threw to each other in one big circle, right? This is one of the many ways that Spring Creek Ultimate has changed. So I guess through the lens of your perspective as someone who's been one of the leaders in Spring Creek Ultimate, how has Spring Creek Ultimate changed over the past decade? Well, I will say when we first started, remember that was a weekday, right? Now we play every Sunday, right? Um, which, which is a lot different uh, because then we would start because many of us were still in school or whatever, even high school, and we would start earlier in the day and then go for like five hours, six hours. Now we only play on the weekend regularly, once a week, and, right. but still later start and like three hours. So it's we just don't have quite the push that we used to have. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's a great point because we would play twice a week and we start at like 5, 5.30 and play till lights out. So we are getting like, eight maybe hours a week in of ultimate now we get in like two pretty much <laughs> right. it's a lot less so the area you're referring to michael was when we played on wednesday nights and sunday nights yes but there was a day earlier than that even where sarah townley would send out an email every two weeks i believe it was for wednesday ultimate is that correct zach yes and so it was much more irregular much more irregular but it felt like yeah. at that time it came up just so often yeah. And nowadays, that's just, it would be insane to me to only have to play every two weeks. But I remember when we were when it was less often, I would be so excited when it was <laughs> oh, yeah, about to like, happen. Ultimate again? I could not wait. Yes. <laughs> I can't remember that feeling exactly. But I, know, <laughs> I know that it was great. Um, it was amazing. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, everything has changed so much as far as even how the picking goes and, and all the way down to like the amount of rules that we've put in place since the beginning, right. since we first started going. It's a lot. Is there, are there any changes <laughs> that you particularly like or that you reflect back on and wish we hadn't changed? I wouldn't say there's anything I, I don't think we should have changed. I think everything's been pretty necessary. Um, I've really liked uh, just increasing our, our range of abilities instead yeah. of focusing on only one thing and mm -hmm. heavily on that. We've actually spread our capabilities out a lot farther. Different kinds of throws, you know, setting up defenses, that kind of stuff has been it's a much better. Difference. Yeah, <laughs> night and day. Do you, right. do you think John Michael's no cherry picking rules should have uh, should have stayed? <laughs> <laughs> There's been some debate about that. I feel like that's yeah in the past. I, I think it. It's no, where it belongs no, in the past. No, it's one where of it the belongs. things, whether it's a decade ago or now, there's always going to be arguments and controversy over rules. Now it's about travels and about other things. Back then it was about cherry picking, but there's always something. There's always something. <laughs> Definitely, no so, doubt about that. 
So one of the things I mentioned earlier, Zach, was how you've been essentially the leader of Spring Creek Ultimate uh, for most of the past 10 years. Um, has that been something that, well, I guess so, so just, what has that been like for you? And then secondly, has that responsibility <coughs> weighed on you or has it been something that you enjoyed? <coughs> I would say that my role I've enjoyed, um, it changed the way I feel about Spring Creek Ultimate, I think. Um, the feeling is different because instead of going there and it being prepared and ready to go, I'm kind of like helping to ringlead it with whoever is, is around and willing to. Mm -hmm. um, so it makes it a little bit different feeling. Um, and uh, it's, it's interesting because you see it, you see the ebbs and flows a lot more than you would, I think, if you were just coming, you know, periodically. Right. Um, so you see the the drop off in numbers you see the increase in numbers and you like it's it's very interesting to watch um and be more involved like that yeah and as someone who likes keeping stats and track of things <laughs> i literally used to keep an attendance tracker <laughs> that's right you you had a tracker you like so i think it was zach innocent was like the highest attendance person at that time and sam stanley as sam well. stanley yeah. wow, wow. That's hard a to blast believe. of the past <laughs> good guy <laughs> sam stanley may not have missed a week on my tracker wow, wow that's maybe crazy. one but it was very little. That's amazing. He was uh, dedicated back in the day. That reminds me as well. We used to also have people who would occasionally keep stats of like what was going on at all times. That was always fun. <laughs> yeah, if someone was injured, they just kind of keep stats. Which, <laughs> yeah, which is a lot of fun, yeah. but kind of hard to Hard follow. to do. Really hard to keep stats in Ultimate by yourself. Yeah, and sort of in that same vein, I remember like whenever I would, I didn't really use Facebook much even to check the group. So when I wanted to know whether or not Ultima was actually going to happen, I would pretty much just text you. <laughs> and not only did I want to know when it happened, like, is it going to happen, but when is it going to happen? How many people do we have? And right. you were pretty much coordinating not just this with me, but you could tell me, like, oh, 23 people are coming. Because <laughs> you pretty much knew. And with that, whether you liked it or not, you had a lot of influence and a lot of power. <laughs> so I guess I'm wondering... Uh, do you miss having all that power? Are you glad now that it's not really all on you, whether or not things happen? Uh, what is that like? It is a relief, I would say. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I did text maybe 15 people individually on a lot of nights before Ultimate or afternoons, you know, as we were trying to figure out our numbers. And that was a lot of work. I mean, especially if I had anything else going on. I mean, oh, shoot, I didn't text any <laughs> people. Yeah, you if know. I didn't get a text from you, I was like, yeah, well, like, I guess it's not on. Yeah. And that was a big responsibility. <laughs> I didn't want to lose Ultimate because the text no. didn't get out. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm glad that I don't have that much of involvement anymore. I mean, there are certain parts I miss, for sure. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, no, I definitely remember that. Like, it wasn't really canceled until Zach Harris said it was canceled. <laughs> <laughs> At that point, I was like, okay, it's actually off. Other than that, you got to be there. Probably, it was still going to happen. And, and even in the modern day, Zach and I have had this discussion many times, but we feel like if it's a more senior person in Spring Creek Ultimate that posts on Facebook, or if Zach himself posts on Facebook, it feels like they might bump up the numbers just a little bit. Yeah, it's like, oh, okay. Uh, Zach is organized. <laughs> it is odd. I mean, I don't know why, but we have noticed that kind of trend. It's yeah. just like, sometimes someone newer will post and be like, hey, yeah. ultimate tonight? <laughs> Silence. Crickets. And then someone else is like, oh, oh yeah. Everyone there have been times where I really want to play and I see who made the first post and I'm like, dang it. <laughs> we may yeah. not play tonight. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So one of the ways that Spring Creek Ultimate changed significantly was that we did form a club team uh, a few years back. I mean, it's been, what, four years since that was first formed, maybe even five? Um, and that was kind of, I think, a dream come true. How did that oh, become yeah. a reality? Man, that's, that was a long time coming. I mean, there was a lot of discussion about, like, trying out for the Dallas Roughnecks or the Austin Soul or some, yeah. you know, pro team. 
per se. Um, and uh, and then I guess you know we looked at other options and sat down and talked about who would be the best squad and kind of went from there. I mean it was yeah. it was I felt like it kind of happened quickly once we decided I think this is the route we want to go and then we kind of met and put together the squad. Here's the question, and I know that over time there seemed to be to some extent you know multiple people that were spearheading things, but who was the first person that was saying? I'm getting off the ground. Was it you? Was it Anderson? Was it both of you? Was it other people? I, think I feel the like it was you person, and or Anderson. It was, I would actually say that Anderson was heavily involved. Um, but I think Teddy Sego was really? the actual instigator because wow. I will tell you. Didn't know that. We were registered in Willis, Texas. And that's where Teddy lived because <laughs> he's right. the one that registered us there. We had to get like that's the crazy. info from Teddy. Teddy was like the team captain. Exactly. Well, in, in matter of fact, he was the team captain. Yeah. But he was also the team captain like, on USA Ultimate. Yes. So we had to like transfer the reins of power from Teddy. So I would say Teddy Sego might have had more influence than either one of us uh, and you and Anderson yes. in terms of the initially getting it created and kicked off I think so got it it's inside information like that which is why you're here today <laughs> exactly <laughs> no one else we knows these details like Zach Harris oh, I'm, I'm so happy that it can be recorded posterity <laughs> 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 <Yeah, laughs> exactly <laughs> we need this down absolutely <laughs> absolutely so, yeah, of course things have changed since then we've had some years where we had a team where we didn't have a team um, this year things have gone in a different direction but definitely uh, a cherished memory for me. And I don't talk about cherished memories often. But <laughs> that's a good one playing Spring Creek Ultimate. Oh, no doubt. Fun teams. No doubt yeah, about it. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> We'd also be remiss not to mention um, that you recently married Gabby. Congratulations, Congrats. Zach. Congrats. Thank you. That's Thank you. Amazing. Fantastic. Uh, I was honored to be uh, part of the wedding party and at the wedding. Yes. Um, so we've talked about dreams coming true. How much of a dream come true is it to meet the love of your life at Spring Creek Ultimate? Well, it is kind of crazy because, um, you know, there were definitely other girls that I had we'd met there along the way, that right. things that didn't work out, you know, and I eventually just gave up on the idea, I'm not going to marry a Frisbee girl, you know, I was, <laughs> I was out, I, no, I, I had no plans of that, and uh, and then Gabby comes along. I feel like I remember you telling me that you'd given up on that at one point, <laughs> when we were roommates. Yeah, and so... That's just crazy that that would happen because I saw, you know, it happened with a couple people, right. maybe two or three, like right. not many at all. And so, you know, I, I just didn't expect it. I let that possibility go and I was fine with it. And then it's like, boom, all of a sudden, uh, there she was. Yeah. So comes out and That's plays. That's amazing. Uh, especially because like statistically, we were getting less and less girls over time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, not the best. It's like 10 to 1 ratio. <laughs> 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 not good. <laughs> well, I'll even that a little bit since then, but uh, <laughs> right. not, not close to 50%. So. <laughs> Something with like people getting married is probably just our group has gotten a lot older. With that shift yeah. in people getting married and even now having kids, we were just talking recently about how we're having more and more dads in the group. How yeah. do you think that's going to change like the gameplay and more specifically like attendance and things like that for our group? That is interesting. I mean, when you think about it, we were mostly in high school, maybe some in college um, when we started, and uh, we had some of our dads, and we have a couple still, but some of the dads, of uh, the, the people coming were coming then, and now we're becoming, we're getting into that circle yeah. of dads, you know, and, uh, and we see that starting to happen. Um, I don't know if it will change anything that drastically, aside from maybe attendance for those people. Um, mm. I could definitely see that dropping off. Um, I mean, we've seen that with J.P. Trudeau. Mm. Right, um, me too. And the fact that he uh, can't come quite as often, but he still makes it a so showing, which is yeah. pretty impressive. Yeah. Because, yeah. From Sugarland. <laughs> exactly. Some people who uh, who got married just never came back. So, <laughs> so true. Which is a shame. Teddy <laughs> <Pretty> Seagull. <laughs> Jeremy Humphrey. Yeah. <laughs> just to throw his name on. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, under the bus. <laughs> That's the key. Yeah. 
So, so yeah. So I guess the the one last question from a discussion perspective I would have for you, Zach, is if you had to cast a vision for Spring Creek Ultimate for the next five to ten years, what do you want that to look like? Is it more of the same? Are there some changes you'd like to see happen? What would, what would your vision be? I would say that my vision for Spring Creek Ultimate um, would be to have those people who've been involved continue to stay involved mm-hmm. to a, at least a certain extent. Yeah. Um, but also to incorporate new people and to make it an environment where new people feel welcome and yeah. feel like they can learn and they can make mistakes. Like where it's not a place where you feel like you make a mistake and you need to go sit on the sideline and think right. about what you did. Right. But instead, you know, this is a serious thing, but we're having fun at the mm-hmm. same time. We're actually learning. This is not... This is not Club Ultimate, yeah, right? So absolutely. that's kind of my that's kind of my thoughts on going forward, and then the next years to come. Um, you can get it too much each way, either way, too lax or right. too competitive, and it can chase people off either way, um, either the, the competitive people or the non-competitive. So um, yeah, maybe just a little bit even that out. That'd be great. Yeah, I think looking at the past and the present of Spring Creek Ultimate, one of the things that's always been true is that it's a very competitive group oh yeah relative to other pickup ultimate groups in the north houston area um but at the same time it's also more of a pickup style lots of throwing the disc deep yeah you know, zone defense not even seven on seven all, all the time so it's a, it's a very pickup style in that respect but then yet still more competitive and i think one of the weaknesses that has led to is it makes it really tough for new people because yeah. it's a competitive group and you might be playing eight and eight or nine on nine Right. So is that person who already would have a lower chance of getting the disc with it being maybe 8 or 8 or 9 or 9, how are they going to get it when it's people being competitive and not trying to get them the disc? As a new person, that's just really tough. All right, and I think the key thing is going to be um, for us to, to add in new rules in a way that makes sense for mm-hmm. both sides, right? Yeah, totally. Um, because, yeah, as people, as more, even as we get more into the Ultimate community, which we have been working on, um, you know, we may have more people come in from the outside, and right. we want to make sure that that doesn't dominate um, the mm-hmm. new players that try to come in from our community here mm-hmm. too. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's just being careful about you know adding in the necessary rules, but also keeping it you know a learning environment for new people, for new sure. players. It's a balancing act. Yeah. So one thing that we really love to do on this podcast is categories. And I think with your wealth of knowledge, I think it's fair to say that you can provide an expert opinion. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> so we're very excited to see what you have to say about this. Okay. So yeah. let's jump into it. Yeah. So let's talk about the very best player that's ever been at Spring Creek Park. So let's g- give us a list of all the best players that has ever been at Spring Creek. So this could be like anyone even for a little while that was the best player. Sure. Yeah, actually, I have a few thoughts on that, for sure. Um, I think when I first started going, when we first started going, um, I would have considered Jay Pichardo to be the best player. Um, there were others that were there, you know, pretty close mm. to his level, but um, he was just, you know, like, one, number one pick, that's who you wanted, right? Yeah, I mean, right. the speed, the, the ability, the hops, there was a lot there. And I think you'll well well, I was going to say, JP could really launch it deep. His backhand yeah. was great. When so his good. shoulder got hurt, his range dropped just a little bit. And, and he could really No one it. knew what a force flick was, so he just got the backhand <laughs> yeah, Just get the disc and launch <laughs> exactly. it. Exactly. Launch it deep. Yeah, for sure, yeah. So I think JP was probably um, the first one that, I, that really sticks out to me. Um, the second one, I think, that came in and kind of really revolutionized Spring Creek Ultimate was uh, John Michael Alexander. Mm-hmm. Um, his handling abilities and his hustle on the field, I mean, he gave it all you so know, out there. He had a level of intensity that few really had to match. Yeah. Spring Creek, yeah. And, I mean, he brought in 
flicks and hammers, really. That was like a crazy new thing when yeah. John Michael showed up and started playing flicks and hammers. Yeah. Like, what is this nonsense? What is yeah. this madness? Exactly. So, I mean, I think that I think he was the best player there for at least a short amount of time. Um, but if, if he wasn't the best, he definitely had some of the most influence over the changes at Spring Creek at the beginning. True. Yeah, And I would yeah, say yeah, probably yeah. the most well-rounded player of anyone we've really had. Maybe yeah, ever, probably. Yeah. Because yeah. he could cut so well. He was the best handler on the field. Every time very he showed solid up. defender. A uh, very good defender. He was just a beast. I know. Yeah. Sorry, the injuries yeah. and other commitments got in the way of his Spring Creek ultimate career, per se, because he was so good. He was. He was. I'm sure he still could be. <laughs> could be. Could be. He'd never come back. Um, the third one, I think, uh, would be Teddy Sego. Mm, um, yeah. Teddy was a beast on the field. Teddy I was mean, a beast. Okay, his hustle was unmatched. I mean, that guy was darting in and out all day long, like, never slowed down. You didn't see Teddy laxing, like, lax play from Teddy on the field. It was go, go, go. And he could, he was not, he's not tall, doesn't have height, but he had hops. And he was quick, and he could throw, I mean, his his handling was amazing. Yeah. Um, Let's be honest, he probably was the best handler we've ever had. Um, yeah, he or John Michael for sure take that crown. Yeah, I mean, for sure. One of the so two good. of them. Um, and so, yeah, I would say he was probably um, the the third uh, yeah. person to take that role, kind of the number one. I mean, even at a club level, he could just, like, get a backhand around a cup or a flick around a cup and get a float off to Ryan or Josh. Yeah. Which, like, I mean, it's so hard to do that, you know, but he's that good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. For sure. Um. <clears throat> And then I guess, like most recent, what I would say, I mean, I, I haven't been involved and involved I was in the past. So, but to know. be fair, like since Teddy Seagull was at the top, that's mil- many years. Like you've been yeah. involved in those years. Yeah, sure. Unless it's just about anyone. Right, and I think that over that time, um, and Club Ultimate really helped uh, develop these two people, which I feel like I have to give two people this this role, yeah. and Jesse Hill and Josh Stutz. Mm, I mean, yeah. both of them have such different games, True. but they just. So Jesse good. brings the intensity. He does. Um, you know, every player. Night in, night out. Play Josh out. is just an athletic beast. Yes. So both of them just have uh, just great abilities on the Frisbee field. I think they really hold that role right now. Um, they're, they're the people to look up to. Now, other honorable mentions. Um, like in the past, we had the Stanleys, Reed and Reese Stanley. Right. The they were so yeah. good. They really were. The Hiley yeah. brothers in the very beginning when they were very involved. Uh David Hiley was David, a monster. He was he was right up there. Yeah, he would have been right in the top. Uh, the Strack brothers sitting right here with me. <laughs> Stephen and Michael. I think uh, Dylan was close for a while. Dylan Sorge, yeah, Dylan Sorge was really was really good. good. Um, so yeah, there's the other some really good players, uh, but but yeah, I think that's my list. Yeah, that's a really really strong list. You're making me rethink my list right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was you know hoping to have a chance to disagree with you for discussion's sake, but those are like all the names I had on my really? list. <laughs> yeah, I had Teddy, John Michael, all those people. Nobody, so, nobody <laughs> additional or not really. Why I don't you know, go what through you your list then, Michael? Okay, well it was literally it was going to be JP, John Michael, Teddy, and Josh. That okay. was probably what wow. I kind of think in terms of eras. So pretty much yeah. all the people you mentioned. Yeah. Uh, and then Dylan was the only other one that was kind of like I think he was close for a while, and but other. Than that, I really think those were probably the best players. The that thing we had. about Dylan was that uh, he was actually the one who pushed ultimate, ultimate, ultimate. So whenever I was going out on Sunday nights, he was like, "Why are we playing volleyball? We should be playing ultimate." And I was like, "That's a good point. We should, we should be doing that." <laughs> and so I, I think he kind of spearheaded that. And he used to pick the teams. 
So he has a certain <laughs> end. Of, he picked all four teams. I was mind boggling. That. Like, how did that happen? What, what kind of thought process went into that? So oh, anyway, man. yeah, yeah. There's definitely mentioned there for sure. I feel like that he would go and he would say he were opposites. Yeah. One, two, three, four. He used to do that. <laughs> so who's on your list, Stephen? So I had uh, three names that you all had as well: uh, JP, John Michael, and Josh Stutz. I didn't have Teddy and Jesse, and I'm wondering if I had that wrong there. Uh, they were obviously both, you know, just been beast. Um, so JP, I think we we all agreed there. He was the initial yeah. like top dog yeah. at Twin Peaks Ultimate. He's just like, uh, he was just like at this level that I could just only dream of, you know, ever touching. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then John Michael, yeah. I mean, we all discussed how great John Michael was, so that's pretty straightforward. And then I think that's what gets interesting. Mm-hmm. Like that, it's those two as like eight, the first and the second. Seems pretty straightforward to me. But after that, it's tough because Teddy comes in, and that's like when John Michael is kind of in, you know the tail end of his Spring Peak Ultimate career. Mm-hmm. The injuries is kind of starting to happen with his knees. You know, he's not quite the same as he gets into that last. I would say that last club year. I think he might have had some injuries and had some lower attendance. It wasn't quite as good as he had been maybe the year or two before. Um, so I think you can make a strong argument for Teddy having surpassed John Michael. It's hard for me, though, because after that club season, Teddy was just gone. Mm-hmm. That was yeah, it. After club season, it was over. He basically, he probably came, like, maybe half a dozen times ever again. Mm-hmm. Just if that, yeah. If that. You know, I know he came at least once or twice, but he basically just stopped coming completely. So, I don't know if he got to that point of surpassing before his career ended. Because John Michael did keep coming for a little while after that. So, I'm not sure. Maybe you're all right there. Um, and then I had Josh Stutz. And so then there's the question of Jesse Hill. And Jesse Hill is so, so, so good. And what has been so good for so long. I think I'll give it to Josh Stutz. And part of it is because we talked about club, but we are talking about Spring Creek Ultimate. Yes. I think at Spring Creek Ultimate, especially with how important stopping the deep throw and going deep is, frankly, mm-hmm. I think that I would give Josh the edge because he can absolutely shut down the deep zone, both from his speed and hops yeah. and such, and the fact that he has like some sort of you know, black hole gravity well where like all, everyone just throws a disc right to him. When he's on deep. defense? So annoying. <laughs> yeah, um, I yeah. Just, that is true. I mean, if you're talking about strictly Spring Creek, it does make sense to say yeah. that Josh is a, yeah, it's, it's really hard to rank anyone above him. Right. So for that, and then with the, how is, you know, and then over time, you know, you can say, well, Jesse got so much better and he did, but Josh got better too. Josh used to, whenever he tried to flick, especially deep, he just throw right into the dirt. Right. <laughs> he would do his, that. His, his handling has improved and so much. And then he got to the so point much. where our last club year, like he was legit a legit handler, and it was, yeah. he was very good on the line that you and I and him played on. Yes. So, true. as a handler. So, I think that's why I have him just, you know, edging out Jesse throughout that timeline. But, uh, yeah, Jesse and Teddy, I mean, obviously amazing players as well. Oh, yeah. So, so yeah, the next category that we had was sleeper pick. So for that one, it's just like when you're thinking about drafting and picking teams, which, Zach, you've done more than any other person in Spring Creek history. Literally, yes. You've done the most, okay? Um, this is the person you think is the best skill to draft. Now, we've asked some historical questions. This is like a more of a present-day question. Okay, good, because that's what I prepared. Okay, <laughs> good. So this is a present-day question, right? So, uh, Michael, you want to go first? Yeah. So my sleeper pick is Cameron Reed. Um, I really like playing with him, so I think we all know that he can handle pretty well, mm-hmm. and that's what he typically gets picked at, but one of the things specifically about Spring Creek Ultimate is that 
most teams run zone like 90% of the time. Right. It's unusual for teams to run man. True. And Cameron is a very strong in the cup. Um, and he does that well because he's like very organized with it. He knows what he's doing. And it tends to, and that's really an asset because a lot of cups for a pickup, especially Spring Creek Ultimate, like there's a lot of holes in it. But oh, he yeah. does a really good job in the cup of like getting people organized. As a defender. Yeah, exactly. As a defender. Things re- like that. He really does. I, I thought about him as well just for that purpose specifically. I mean, yeah. he gets some knockdowns in the cup, which for sure. And yeah, he so, does. And he can handle. So yeah, you've got yeah. both of those things. Yeah, so if you, it's this tends to be a little bit light on handling in general with our group. So you get a handler in the late rounds and someone who provides some stability to your defense. So I tend to like it. Yeah, that's fair. And he's not going to get picked super high, but as a mid-ish round pick, he can definitely be a big value add. Yeah. yeah. So so to me, I went with uh, Luke Stamps. Now this one, you could argue, maybe doesn't qualify because he has been getting picked higher and higher. I still feel like it does because he's still not going to go as like um, a top pick or really close to a top pick. Uh, but whenever you get Luke Stamps, he gets open. He's open a shocking amount of time on offense. He doesn't turn the disc that much unless he's trying to like throw it's it true. deep, which he doesn't normally try to do. And he's so good at like a middle zone position. So good. Gets so many blocks that way. Yeah. Um, if you So he's just so good all around for someone who gets drafted, like not in the first couple rounds of the draft usually. So I really, really, really like picking Luke Stamps. I do think that like, like if you take someone like... Uh, Odell, like, he's not going to have people picked over him that are like, oh, well, basically, he won't get picked, o- have someone picked over Odell that's better than Odell very often. Right. You know? I mean, that's worse than Odell, is what I meant to say. Right. But with Luke Stamps, I do feel like it happens a decent amount of the time when someone gets picked before Luke who's not as good as Luke. Hence the sleeper value. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I definitely agree. And again, he was on my considerations as well. Yeah. And who'd you go with then? So I went with. My fir- my hunch, which this yeah. sleeper pick, this is what I think of, and that is Jake Buffkin. Ah, Buffkin ain't gonna Buffkin ain't. He's got a Buffkin ain't. That's true. That is true. The so yeah, basically with Buffkin, it's interesting because his style of play fits really well in Spring Creek style of play. True. Yeah. With his own defense, with um, a lot of deep throws, with um, just the ability to have that the flexibility to to run that zone. Um, he is able to move the disc up the field um, just v- pretty efficiently um, for even some of the ways, like, he, he doesn't utilize too many varieties of throws, right? right it's true. It's pretty limited. But the thing about Buffkin is, if you'll notice, when you're picking so much of the time, the captains just overlook that he's even there. So you could get Buffkin as a, <laughs> as like, oh, Buffkin's still there. <laughs> yeah. like, I've been captain. It's an absolute I've win had times before where I was like, okay, I'm not going to pick Buffkin this time, and then the next person's going to pick him. And then he gets back to me, and I'm like, yes. And it happens so often. It's, it's like, it's this guy's a six foot two <laughs> yeah. guy yeah. who's been playing Ultimate for almost like, as long yeah, as I have. Eight or nine you know? years or something. Or longer. You know, it's yeah. like, so, I mean, yeah, I, I definitely think Buffkin's a, you, often a great pick. Like yeah. That. And he, I mean, he has some synergies that work really well. Oh, yeah. With Josh Stutz, I mean, he somehow finds a way to get that flick off, and, and then Josh will just go grab that thing. And when you have synergy with the best player in, you know, out there, <laughs> that, that, helps, that, that helps a lot. That helps a lot. Yeah. He's definitely a really strong sleeper pick. And I, let me just say I'm happy that we name-dropped Jake Buffkin now, because I think this is, a, this is our third episode. I don't think we mentioned him yet, but he's a classic presence in Spring Creek sports. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's sure. played Ultimate for years and years and years. He's played football sometimes. He's even played basketball on occasion. Yeah. So, classic presence. Well, so. it has a very solid free throw shot in yeah. basketball. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, 
the yeah. next category we have, speaking of synergies, Zach, mm-hmm. is best player synergy combination. So, like, two players that just connect the best, you know, in Ultimate. This is, again, present day. Um, I'll go ahead and lead it off. And I actually really didn't have any that jumped out to me. I considered a few. I considered Sam and Jesse Hill. I mean, they have good synergy. But I also feel like they also will bicker sometimes. Because Jesse will get upset at Sam for making a throw he thought he shouldn't make. Or Sam gets upset yeah. at Jesse. And that kind of made me not decide not to pick them because they do play worse in those scenarios. I thought about Odell and Jesse because when they're in the same team, they can just work with this right up the field. Yeah. But they do have some vulnerabilities um, in terms of like the deep shot. Now, Jesse's really good at deep defense, even though he's not that tall. But there are some vulnerabilities there. Sure. And so I decided not to go with that tandem. Um, but I went with Josh Jets and Zach Anderson because when Zach, with that lefty backhand, can just launch it to Josh, that is true. it's so rough. It's yeah, so rough. That's and a good, that's a good match. This is well rounded because they can both, you know, play man defense. They can both play zone. I mean, they're both great players. So that yeah. helps. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, you know, Josh can throw it, you know, anyone in the field to Zach. Zach can throw it pretty much anyone in the field to Josh. But it really is that Zach deep, you know, lefty backhand to Josh that I think puts it over the top as the best synergy. Yeah, and, and the thing is, Zach has great synergy with pretty much everything. so many players, yeah, right? Yeah. So He's a synergistic Zach, soul. Th- Zach melds in with. With a lot. I mean, there's yeah. not often that you find player two players that don't meld together. Yeah. Uh, as well as Zach with, does with other players. And I think with Zach, like, part of it is part of it is like your skill. Part of it is, uh, like how athletic you are, etc. But I think a big part of it is a mental aspect when it comes to synergies. Yeah. He understands that it really takes two to know one synergy. So that's I think the thing that really helps him synergize so well with so many other players. Well, you know, now, I wanted to go ahead and ask you though who your synergy was. Okay, we'll discuss that on another podcast <laughs> to be discussed at another another time. Potentially possible. <laughs> no, actually, so I, I went a different approach and I said brothers. I feel like that there is something to say for uh, brothers brother duos that I've seen out there, like you right. two, you Michael, you and Steven. Um, y'all are both really good together. Y'all play very well together. The team ge- generally tends to um, just really gel. Um, and then, again, Jesse and Sam Hill were on that list. Um, they move the disc downfield really well and can pull the trigger deep really well. So I think my answer is just going to be that, yeah, when you have that family dynamic, it just brings it's it to another level. It does. You know the person better. You know yeah. kind of what they're thinking better, I think, a lot of times. Yeah, I've noticed that. I think it's yeah. Back when we used to have Noah, your brother, come out a lot. You all two have a really good synergy. I love playing Harris with the Harris. That was great. Good times. Yeah. Yeah. Regarding the brother synergy, I mean, you definitely see. I think with Sam and Jesse and you know Harris brothers, um, I think Michael and I do have good synergy for sure. I actually even considered putting ourselves in that slot. I ultimately decided not to because. The lack of handling can hurt us sometimes. Back in the day, before we had stall counts, oh, no, yeah. it was so good. It was, it was so good. <laughs> we would just wait a thousand years past each other. Someone would get open for two yards. There was a time where it's like, do not let both tracks get on the same team. That cannot happen. Uh, so, Michael, who do you have? Yeah, so it's interesting that we talked about Josh and Jake because I came really close to choosing that I for my consider that. Jake. I did consider it's that. It's also interesting that you were talking about brothers because I did choose a family relationship, but not brothers. I chose a brother-sister combination. Mm. I chose Sam and Anna Hill. Wow. <laughs> I think that they have really good synergy, especially specifically for our pickup group. There are so many times where Anna sneaks off deep and Sam hits her on a long one yeah, for a touchdown. That's true. He is always looking <laughs> for her to be deep, for sure. Yeah. yeah. 
And I found they have a really good connection with that. When Anna has the dish, she tends to look very quickly for the dump to Sam, and then Sam will look for her in the end zone, essentially. And I found that to be really frustrating when I'm on the other team playing defense. Like, why has no one got any Anna? Because yeah, <laughs> Sam will yeah, find that that's quick true. to it. Yeah, that's a great point. <laughs> you will. Also, Anna's game has just really evolved. It really has. Mm-hmm. Although, I will say... Two hands, Anna, not one. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that, that's true. a game changer. <laughs> the, the other thing I want to say there is, I think especially in like the last you know six months to nine months, that synergy has evolved. Because I think when Anna was pretty much only going deep, it was tough because I think Sam would force it to her sometimes because he wanted to get her the disc. Now that she's handling some, I think that when she is deep, if he sees it, he'll throw it, but he doesn't feel like he needs to force it. And yeah. so I think that synergy has improved. So yeah, there was a day when true. he forced it too much. And it kind of counterbalanced the value out of him seeing her. It's a good point because Anna's role used to be more of darting back and forth in the end zone. Now she actually is one of the three handlers a lot. A lot of the time. So, and that's yeah. a huge value add. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So the next category we have is Apex Mountain. Uh, so for our longtime listeners, you'll be familiar with this category. But what this means is who's at the ultimate, their apex right now. Yeah. So they've never been better and they're never going to surpass their current level. Right. Is what we're saying. So that's right. like as of now in 2020. Is that yeah. going to kick it off? Yeah, uh, that, that's a tough question. <laughs> and be, mainly because I haven't been out, again, much this year. Um, mm-hmm. And there have been some gaps in my attendance. But, um, you know, I started thinking about it. I was like, man, I've seen a lot of these players in their prime, especially when we're playing Club Ultimate, right? right? Which they're not there anymore. Um, or And just simply because we haven't been as active on the Ultimate field, um, I think. But one player that I, I think I have to go with because he's so good um, and... I mean, he might get better, but I think it's this is the best answer for the for this question, and that's Jesse Hill, mm. um, because Jesse has continued wow. to get, <laughs> Solid choice. To get Solid better choice. and better. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, he's just so good. I just can barely see him getting better. You yeah. Know? If <laughs> yeah. he gets better, I'm gonna be. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's actually super interesting because when Michael and I did the first podcast episode, we did 2019 year in review, uh-huh. and we did. You know, Apex Mountain, and this was not just Ultimate; it was basketball and football as well. Yeah. But we picked Jesse Hill. Oh, uh, really? both of us did. Um, and so we definitely see that. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I think he's just so so good. But I think for me too, the thing is with him being a father, you know, I think it's just gonna be tough. That that makes sense. That's totally fair. So, and yeah. who'd you have, Michael? So this is a tough one, but I actually went with a Buffkin. What? <laughs> yeah, I did too. Did you really? Yes, Great mind. Wow, That's one of the things we realized during yeah. this podcast. Great wow, mind. Really <laughs> oh, so so I ahead. went with Buffkin because, as we've been talking about, he's a very solid player. He's doing well, but I've also noticed his attendance has started to dip a little bit. Yeah. Um, and it's I'm not really like. Falling off a cliff, but it's more like a drip, drip, drip. Where it seems like he's just coming out a little bit less, a little bit less. Yeah. And I feel like that's just going to continue. Like when I talk to him, he doesn't sound like particularly excited about Ultimate. That's so true, I feel yeah. like he's going to continue to come, but it's just going to be sort of here and there spots. Yeah. Also, he's working a whole lot, and that makes it tough. Right. Um. So yeah, I just feel like it's going to be hard for him to really get any better than he currently is right now. And he is a very solid player. Yeah. So I think he may be at his apex mountain. Yeah. That's a good answer. Uh, I definitely agree with you. I think that, uh, yeah, so I picked Jake as well, of course, and I think that him living with Josh Stutz, at least at the moment, will help him in terms of coming out. But I do agree. I think his attendance has dipped a little bit this year, um, and I think it will continue to dip somewhat. And I also think that he's improved so much over the past like year. I'm not sure how and why, because I don't think he's like, practicing a lot. 
and I don't think his attendance was, you know, going up that much. Yeah. But for some reason, over the past year, defensively, he's been making a lot more plays, getting a lot more blocks. Offensively, just catching everything. I know. Turning the disc over last. I don't know how, but he's just really made a – feel like it's like a pretty significant jump in the past year. Well, I year. think for one thing, his aggression has gotten more, especially yeah. defensively. That's yeah. true. Yeah. And uh, he's always had, like, a passion when he plays. Like, he'll get upset at himself if something goes wrong. Or at other people sometimes. He makes him play like some wagon stick. <laughs> anyway, so I think that is fueling him on the field as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so for our last category, and it's definitely one of my favorites, we have – all time most improved. So yeah. this is pretty epic. This could be just from the very beginning, or you can take whatever starting point you want. But who is the most improved player in Spring Creek Ultimate History? Who do you have, Zach? I have um, Sam Hill. Sam As Hill. As did I. As did I. <laughs> what a choice. <laughs> Great <laughs> I think it sounds like I should be a part of this. <laughs> you will be. Believe me. Have you back on? No, but seriously, yeah, Sam Hill. I would say is overall the most improved player. I mean. You know, not to not to rag on Sam, but but in the beginning it was <laughs> it was rough. It was sometimes. a rough start. I mean, it was like, oh boy, oh, no, yeah. do I want this the little, other this little kid that like just turn the disc over constantly? Yeah, do I pick him so the other team doesn't get him like, <laughs> just in case? You know? Yeah. But now, I mean, obviously just Sam a, is a top pick, wow. and you you know you, yeah. you have to have him. Um, he's an excellent pick to have on any team that has a deep threat. Um, oh yeah. You know, he's hustles on defense like there's, so much. It's, it's all there. So. Yeah, Sam will be my most improved. Yeah. Yep, same selection for me. He he started at a point where he was just full of energy, but not much else in terms of contributing <laughs> ultimate. But he just played so, so much, practiced so, so much, and just got so skilled as a handler. I yeah. mean, incredibly skilled. Um, his greatest strength is also his greatest weakness in that, you know, his aggression. Sometimes will result in him making throws that are a little too dangerous, but he can make any throw in the field pretty much, and oh, pretty yeah. much any wind. So good, yeah. um, you know. I think generally the best handler at Spring Creek Ultimate. Uh, so yeah, so much improvement from Sam Hill. That's my pick. Yeah, yeah, Sam has had massive improvement, and part of that comes from just the fact that he has been so aggressive with this improvement. Like he's always been ready to throw deep. He's always been ready to dive. He's always <laughs> yeah. been ready to go, and that has really reaped benefits in the long run. That's yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> and just a quick preview, due to how interesting Sam is, we're actually thinking about doing a podcast with him Absolutely. later, right? He's going to be yeah. one of our upcoming guests, and his improvement will be one of the main things we want to talk Absolutely. about. Absolutely, <laughs> some other topics as well. Yes, and we'll say no more. But Michael, what's your all time? MIP. So I ended up going with Odell, actually. Okay. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think that when you think about where he was at the beginning, it was like Odell was a fun player. He was frisky, but it was also <laughs> kind of like you really didn't know what you were going to get with Odell. Yeah, yeah. And the upside was honestly kind of limited at the beginning. Yeah. Like Odell wasn't providing like a ton of extra value add. If you look at where he's now, and he's one of my absolute favorite yeah. players to play with, he's incredibly quick. He can make almost any throw. He may love to make scubas a little bit too often. <laughs> <Lefty> scubas. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he can make like almost any throw. Yeah. Really, really good handler. And yeah, I just think he's had massive improvements from when I first played with him to yeah. what he's able to do now. And maybe the most passionate player about the sport I've ever played with. Um, amazing passion. That dude <laughs> loves ultimate. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. So... I don't know. He, yeah, it's very good. Yeah, yeah with Odell, the improvement, like, it, we, we know what it came from. He just kept playing and playing and playing <laughs> yeah. and playing. We said no that at the beginning, we said if Odell keeps going at the level of attendance at other Ultimate Groups plus right. ours that he's going, he's going to be great. And, and somehow it almost became though. more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It went from like five times more. to six times a week, basically. Right. And yeah, he's, it's been a fantastic improvement, in my opinion, for Odell. Oh, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, when you think about Odell, when he first started coming to Spring Creek Ultimate, he was, he was pretty good. But. 
he his throws were a little dicey. He had a decent amount of air bounce throws. Probably tried too many lefty scoobies at first, although it's pickup, so you know you get that. Yeah. Um, and then he he was a quick player and a pretty fast player, but he hadn't learned how to leverage that. Mm-hmm. Now he's so good in the give and go, and when oh, he makes yeah. a throw, his first step. You know, to beat his defender is so good. Good you luck have catching to, up. You yeah. have to play off of him almost when you're marking him because if you don't, he'll just step past you. Yeah. And then get the quick continuation and then continue and almost travel, but not quite travel. Um, and so it's rough. <laughs> so. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, he's I agree. Extremely that's, that's improved good, and extremely good. Answer. good. So. And that really wraps it up uh, for everything for today's podcast. Zach, any final parting thoughts? Just tune in next time to hear who the fastest player ever at Spring Trinkle. Oh! <laughs> you are natural at this. You are natural. We will debate that until kingdom come. I will contest any, any race results. <laughs> All right, everyone. Until next time, Spring Creek Sports out. All right. Thanks for listening.